We aim high, we aim to rise And every vision that's real is analyzed Till every fight in my bones has been applied Every thought I'ma lose will be denied uh, Dedicated to the cause I'm back, I'm reborn, that's facts Now take back what's yours Rose from the floods With one breath the exhale was left I'm back to show love uh, What you recommend is what you represent Gotta fight with a cause for the innocence That's the mission then Is what we vision in Everything stops on the drop Cause we listen when 143, 143 speaks 143, 143 speaks 143143 So, like I was expressing to everybody, um, two episodes down, um, on episode 13, that episode 15 will be the last, um, episode of Journey of the Mindset for the season, for the season. We will be coming back at the beginning of September for season two, um, it has been an incredible experience starting this podcast. Um, I let a, I met a lot of great people. Um, I interviewed a lot of great people and a lot of the information that I got um, when I was interviewing people actually helped me on my journey. And I just want to clarify something. Your journey is always ongoing. It's not something that um, comes and goes. It's not something that um, you're going to just accomplish and that's it. You're always going to have levels that you're going to want to, um, get up to. Um, you always start at the bottom. You always have a fresh plan in your head on where it is that you want to go. But I don't want people to get the misconception that your journey ends once you reach your goal. No, you should always be planning more and more goals as you go along. And it is very important to understand that a journey never ends. As long as you are walking this earth, you're going to constantly keep on. And I know that I keep on repeating myself because I get a lot of DMs. I read a lot of people's DMs. And one of the questions that people do ask me is, when does your journey end? And I always say that, you know, you shouldn't rush your journey. It's a process. Everything that you go through is a learning process, whether it's a relationship, whether it's you moving into a career, whether it's you moving to another state, everything is a learning progress um, process. And you're going to make mistakes. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that mistakes is what help you elevate in life. With me, I, I always fumble around my words when it comes down to podcasting. I'm always fumbling around my words when I'm um, making videos on um, moving past go. But I realized and I became comfortable with who I am. I'm going to make mistakes. People are going to see those mistakes. What's important is for people to see the change, the shift, the elevation in what it is that you're doing. And also, you're not doing it for other people. You're doing it for yourself. So I hope that these 15 episodes um, for the people that's been listening to the podcast, um, I hope that it's helped you in some type of way um, on your journey. And um, what I learned from my guests is that struggle is always going to be there. It's how you deal with the struggle in the midst of time. You have to start making choices in your life that are going to be difficult. That's one of the things that I've said over and over again since I started this podcast is making decisions in your life that are going to be very, very difficult. That means that your circle of support has to be that support system that you really know that you need there in your life. That means that 
you putting in your head and having in your mind like, okay, this is where I want to be in this certain amount of time. That means you putting in the work that needs to be put in for you to get to your goal. You can't half ass it. You know, when you work towards your goal and when you work towards your dream, you can't half ass it. You you have to be that type of person that's willing to wake up early in the morning before your family gets up or before you got to go to work and go do the things that you have to do to work towards your dream. Don't just sit there and lay in bed and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give it another day. I'm going to start next week. You you can't do that. That's not you dedicating yourself to your cause. And a lot of us puts a lot of um energy. <clears throat> excuse me. Put a lot of energy into other people and we don't put that same energy within ourselves. So I want to go through a few things with you. On my first episode, I interviewed a gentleman, which is a mentor of mine um, named Sherman Brown. Sherman Brown is a speaker. He's an entrepreneur and he's a CEO and founder of um, Aim High Empowerment Institute. And one of the things that he spoke about on the podcast was people coming into your life and, t- and just withdrawing, withdrawing, withdrawing and not making a deposit. So what does that mean? That means that you have people in your life that are just draining you, that are not conducive, are not providing any type of value towards your life. And the hardest decisions that we make, and I know that this is repetitive because I've said this in other podcasts, the hardest decisions that we have to make are letting people go. And you don't necessarily have to let people go on bad terms. You don't have to just cut them off. You don't have to start an argument with them and tell them, hey, you know what? You don't want them in your life no more. You don't have to do that. They can still be there, but they're just not the focus and your main priority anymore. You have to Have that energy and that strength within you to say that where I'm trying to go, that person is not ready. And because they're not ready, I'm going to sit them at the back of the bus while I continue driving. And when I have time to cater towards their need, or I have time to spend time with them, then I'll, I'll, I'll do so. But at the moment, I have to continue driving my bus on my journey. And it's a very, very hard decision. Listen, nobody should be coming into your house, to your life and, um, and, and not bringing value. Nobody should be in your life right now. That's not making you happy. That's not pushing you towards your dream. If not really think about what, what is the sense of them being there? What is the sense of a person being there? That's just constantly withdrawing, 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 and they're not making any deposits in your life. What, what, like we, we have to really get smart. We have to really get smart and say to ourselves, when does it end? And a lot of us have that kind heart, have that kind soul where we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But what about your feelings? What about your life? We only have one life. We only have one life to live. You're only on this earth temporarily. So the time that you spend here, do you really want to spend it Chasing people that's not bringing value to your life. Another guest that I had on my show, she, I actually had on my show twice, um, Millie. She is the most intelligent and inspirational person that I can honestly say that I probably have ever met. The conversation off camera was even more amazing than the conversation that we were having on camera. She brought a lot of value to the show. She's been on the show twice. 
I'm not taking away from my other guests because all of my guests was amazing. But what stood out to me um, with Millie was that she lost a lot. She lost a lot. And through the things that she lost, she always kept this positive mindset. And one thing that she said that was so powerful is that you have to go through the motions. When you're in pain, you have to accept that pain. You have to understand that pain, but you can't allow that pain to keep you down at your lowest. At some point in time, you have to get up, you have to rise, and you have to find purpose in that pain. And it's, it's funny because I always reflect on my life. I always reflect on the things that got me here, the people that's come into my life that got me here. And there were a lot of bad experiences and things that I've um, went through. Um, I was a very passive person. I was the type of person that really did not want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I've come to a conclusion where I said to myself, how long am I going to stay here in this pain? Like there's no filter. There's nothing that's absorbing this pain away from me. Is life happening to me or is life happening because of me? And dwelling in your pain says that you want to stay at the bottom. Now, I know that can offend some people because it's like, okay, well, what happens if you're dealing with somebody that passes away? What happens if you're dealing with um, you losing your job, house burning? I understand. But when do you move forward? I always say the most disrespectful thing in this world is time because time does not give a damn about what you're going through. It's just going to keep on going. And as human beings, we have to be the same way. No matter what happens to us, we have to keep on going because the moment that life punches you in the face you ready to just lay down and give up you can't you have a whole life ahead of you you have a whole entire life ahead of you laying down and taking the blows that's not acceptable that's not something that you should be comfortable with and guess what if you don't know how to move past a go You listening to Journey of the Mindset, you listening to the podcast, you listening to motivation in the morning, you getting up, working out, you getting up and you pushing yourself to do the things that you really don't want to do. That's the start. That's the start to you saying, I'm no longer going to allow life to beat me up anymore. I'm no longer going to lay down and get beat up anymore. I'm going to get my ass up and I'm going to push forward. And it's going to be hard. There's nothing easy going to be about. I'm telling you right. There's nothing easy going to be about you getting up and pushing forward. It's called gravity. If you jump up in the air, you go back down. If you have to get to the top floor and it's 100 floors that you got to get to, you're going to have to walk those stairs. There's no elevator. You're going to be out of breath. You're going to be tired. But the goal is to get to the 100th floor and you're going to have to do everything in your power to try to get the air that you need and to push past the pain that your legs are feeling to walk up those 100 flights of stairs to get to where it is that you're trying to get to. And that's what I learned from Millie. You cannot just sit there and allow life to beat you up. Another guest that I had on, Meredith. Meredith. And I'm, and I'm not telling you guys the episode. So if you didn't um, listen to the podcast and you're hearing these names, go back, research and look it up yourself. Because I one thing about me is I, I really feel like I bring a lot of value to what it is that I'm trying to do. And 
I'm not about babying my followers. I, I don't. That's one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to baby my followers because I don't want to become an enabler. So I feel like if you are really serious about your journey, then you'll do the work. You'll do the research to 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 find the things that can actually help you in life. But Meredith, she was a very, very um, interesting um, interview because I knew Meredith. Meredith and I actually met during a very, very difficult time for me. And one thing that she said during a podcast, you know, she said, hey, um, do you mind if I share this? And I said, yeah, you know, you can share whatever it is. You said, I don't know if you remember, but you had called me up one time and you were dark, man. Like you were just like really just fed up with life and you were like, you know, tired and you were hurting and you were in pain. And that's how crazy that the mind actually works, because I didn't even remember that conversation that I had with her. I didn't even remember me calling her up until she mentioned it during the podcast. And sometimes we're not in our right state of mind. So you have the conscious and you have the unconscious. And a lot of the things that surfaces in our conscious comes from our unconscious. So a lot of times we're dwelling on things and we're hurt by things and we lock it away in this unconscious vault of ours. And then sometimes it decides to open itself up and it decides to peek its head through and say, hey, I'm here. Remember me. And it brings you back down. And Marithis spoke about her, her, her addiction. She spoke about dying in her living room, on her living room floor, in front of her husband and her child. And waking up in the hospital, her heart stopped. And then she said, something different has to happen. She found out who the enablers were in her life, the people that were hurting her, and she got rid of it. And that was the only way she was going to be a successful mother was by getting rid of the cancer, getting rid of the people and getting rid of the things that were holding her down, the drinking, the drugs. Life is struggle. Life is pain. But there's beauty in life. There is light in life. There is love in life. There is peace in life. If you are willing to look at it, if you are willing to look for it, if you are willing to fight for it, you can have all. Meredith is a true example of someone that was at their lowest, but wanted to clam to her highest. And she was very open and honest during that podcast, and I appreciated it so much. And she brought so much out of me. And once again, behind the, the scenes, behind the camera, when the mics was off, once again, an amazing conversation, amazing transformation happens because we sit down and we talk and we have these conversations and it does a lot for me and it does a lot for her. It does a lot for my guest. We're, we're bouncing ideas off of each other. We're talking about different struggles that we had and how we got to where we are today. And, and let me explain something to you. Everybody that came on my podcast, if you call them up, if you DM them, they'll tell you the same thing. 
I'm not perfect. I have setbacks. I fall sometimes. But I constantly get up. I remember this young man telling me one time that um he wanted to start a business and every time he um he goes in to um pitch a deal to an investor, they keep on saying no to him. And he gave up. Said, hey, you know what? I, I decided I'm no longer gonna do this clothing line. Um I'm tired of um uh you know getting no's all the time. And I said, Well, how many no's did you get? He said, Well, I, I probably went on about maybe I wanna say um ten. And I said, So you went on ten interviews with investors or possible investors and you were told no 10 times he said yeah i said well why don't you go on 10 more he said why because they're going to constantly keep telling me on about why don't you go you're gonna you're gonna be told no multiple times before you get that yes and guess what if you constantly keep getting no's then find a way to navigate through that how about you figure out a way to make money instead of getting investors how about you find people that are already in your circle that's willing to give you about five, six dollars towards a shirt? How about you start a GoFundMe page? And then the light bulb went off like, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, absolutely right. I could start a GoFundMe page. Don't sit there and get buried with the nose, young man. The only way you're going to rise is by taking in all of that and using it for fuel to move forward. That's what my guest on Journey of the Mindset was about. Dr. Wright. Dr. Wright is a very, very intelligent man. And he blew my mind away with his story because through his pain, he found purpose. Him being locked away in a, a, a building with other people that were going to be deported. Him being woken up in the middle of the night, taken out of his home, taken out of his home in front of his family with uncertainty of where he's going, thrown in a, pretty, a, a cage pretty much and not knowing whether or not he was going to be deported and taken away from his family forever. That man did not stand there and sit there and let life beat him up. He found purpose. He got up and he started interviewing other people that were possibly going to be deported. And the people that was running, I want to say um, the prison, I guess, at the time, um, they weren't happy about that. And they made his life difficult. But he didn't give up. Extraordinary story. He elevated himself so much. He talks about how um, he had a speech impediment. He had a, 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 a lisp. He stuttered. Excuse me. It wasn't a lisp. It was stuttering. And how he overcame that. Very strong brother. If I was you, I would definitely find a podcast and I would go back to it. Very, very, very strong interview. And one thing that I learned about Dr. Wright is that there's purpose in everything. There's purpose in everything you do. Even when you fail, there's purpose. There's always a lesson in something. There's always something that's trying to teach you something. But will the brain allow it? Will the way you think allow it? And that's one thing I always tell people is that um, the way you think is going to be the way 
you going to um, interpret things. I was having this conversation the other day about the Bible. And a gentleman expressed how he felt about Jesus and something that Jesus did in the Bible. And another brother kind of rebuttaled and spoke about the same scripture and how he felt about what Jesus did in it. And one of the things that came to mind, and I said to both of the brothers, I said, I think sometimes that the Bible, and it's not going to sit well with some people. I think that sometimes with the Bible, we interpret scriptures in the Bible based off of our life experiences. And sometimes when we go through things in life, we can't see certain things in front of us that are beneficial to us because it's based off our interpretation. So like the people that, so I'll give you another example, people that don't have money, right? When they get their income tax check. So they, they went through this whole year struggling to pay bills, struggling to make ends meet, to feed their family. But when they get the income tax check, they're buying all of the things that they've always wanted throughout the years. Their experience of struggling to pay bills and to feed their family has blinded them to say, hey, you know what? When I get this income tax check, maybe I should invest it to make this money grow. Because during that year, during that year, they had a lot of wants. They had a lot of things that they wanted that they were unable to get because they had to spend their money on survival. So the next time you decide to judge someone or beat someone up because they're not thinking the way you're thinking, Take a step back and say, maybe this person is not thinking this way based off of their experiences that they've been through. We interpret things differently. A fish is not going to think like a monkey. A monkey is not going to think like a bird. Everybody's thinking is wired differently. It's the guidance. It's the guiding people, it's the guidance that shifts a person's thought, that shifts a person's mindset, that puts them on a journey to transformation. Transformation, excuse me. Here we go, see? Prime example of me flipping around my words, but I'm okay with that. The guys. Now, the guys are a group of my best friends. I keep a very um, small circle. I have a lot of friends out there, and I love everybody that... I have in my life, but these, these brothers, um, are actually brothers, man. There, we, you know, we talk a lot, well, we used to talk a lot. Now everybody's so busy and tied up in their life, but, um, we, we do, we're there for each other when we need to be there for each other, um, no matter what. And one of the things I learned from that conversation, because that was during the time, um, we did that interview during the time that COVID was actually hitting New York city very, very hard. And, um, having a group of people in your circle, that can help you with the, your anxiety, that can help you with your pain, to help you know level you out and bring you down, is something that is very important. And I can say with those five brothers, um, with the four brothers, I'm sorry, I always count myself for say five, but <laughs> with my um my four brothers, um, it's always an experience with them. Whether we're going out um, to get some bear wings, uh, whether we're just bullcrapping around on a Zoom call, talking on the phone with each other, text messaging. I can say that we are really, really tight, man. We don't let nobody come in between our circle and we fight. And it's a very diverse group. 
you know, we have Puerto Rican, Dominican, black. We really don't know what one of them are because sometimes he's from Russia. Sometimes he's from Scotland. Sometimes he's Jamaican. But um, we have a really um, diverse group of men that are together and we learn a lot from each other. And to be honest with each other, we wasn't all of that um, great of friends before we actually met. We really didn't care too much for each other. Um, there was a lot of animosity um, between the two, um, between me and actually another brother <clears throat> that's in a circle. But we got to know each other. We sat down, had a conversation, got to know each other. And then we formed this clique where we were just inseparable, man. We just we we just love each other. We're like when I can honestly say those those are the guys that you call up at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Listen, I'm in trouble. They're in the first thing smoking to you. The first thing smoking to you. They will be there. And one of the things I learned from them is that um, COVID-19 can be a killer. But it can affect you when you have a lot of love around you. And during the time, as I said, um, it was during a very dark time. New York City was getting hit. Um, and I was scared. I was very scared. I, I wouldn't do a podcast. Um, it took me about three and a half weeks, close to a month, to even record a podcast because I was so much in my head and I was so nervous because I didn't want to catch um, the virus. I felt like because I had high blood pressure, have not had have high blood pressure that I wouldn't make it if I got the virus. And one of the things that I learned from my brothers was, well, what are you going to do about it? You know, what what chance are you going to give yourself if you did catch the virus? And I started working out. I started eating different. I lost a lot of weight. My, my weight loss journey started January of 2019, and it took me a very long time to come down and wait. Because I was procrastinating, I wasn't taking it as serious. Um, I did come down in, in, in weight. I was actually, I started out at 235. Um, and I when I came into this year, 2020, I was at um, 225. Um, and then when I started working out and, and changing my diet, I started losing weight very, 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 very fast. Um, and now I'm actually down to um, 192. My goal is to get to 180 and then I'm going to start bulking up so that way I can keep my my body weight pretty much at um 185. But what they taught me, especially during that um that podcast, was that you have to do something for yourself. If you're scared and you're nervous about a virus killing you because of the possible chance of your health or your immune system not being um, as strong as it should be, then what could you do? To give yourself some faith. What could you do for your body? So that way if you did get the virus. Your chances are higher to survive it. I appreciate my brothers. And I love my brothers. Robin Vaughn. Robin Vaughn is a sociologist. She is amazing. Because she broke down relationships. She broke down how. People have this fight or flight. Thing. The honeymoon period. Very, very interesting podcast that I actually enjoyed because I actually learned a lot about myself and my selfishness and being in relationships. You can't have expectations for people. When you put expectations on people, you're going to be disappointed. Your expectations does not have to be met by other people. You cannot sit people down with a guideline and say, hey, well, listen, these are my expectations. One, two, three and four. I was always guilty of that in a relationship. 
I feel like um, a lot of partners that I had, I put a lot of um, pressure on because I wanted to feel like we were always making progress. Sometimes people aren't at the level that you're at. And sometimes you're not at the level as the people that you were with. And I would not say it was a failure, but I would say that sometimes you need to evaluate yourself and find out what type of pressure you're actually putting on the person that you're with. One thing about a relationship that I learned and I learned it from Robin is that when you're in a relationship with somebody, they should be helping you to elevate yourself. You guys should be pushing each other, not her helping you to elevate yourself and him hurting her or vice versa. It should be both of you guys sitting down with a plan, understanding each other and helping each other move to the next level. So sometimes I'll get on Instagram and I'm looking at um, people that I know and I'm looking at couples and I see how their background looks and I'm like, wow, they look, they, their house is beautiful. Their apartment is beautiful. Wow. And I know sometimes people just post the best of them and it's probably problems and whatever the case may be, but something in that relationship got them the things that they have. Something in a relationship got them to that point where they're actually getting married. Something in that relationship got them to having a family, to creating a family together. And I personally believe that when two people are together and they're able to come up with this understanding like babe this is where we're both trying to go this is where i'm trying to go can you help me with it yeah babe i can babe i'm also trying to get to this level can you help me with it boom there we go togetherness and both of you guys are rising together So that's something that I learned from Robin Vaughn. Very, very, very deep episode. Very good episode. And she gave a lot of insight um, on relationships and um, and, and just being together with someone and starting the relationship, the honeymoon period too. Because the whole six-month thing, it's beautiful. The moment you make somebody mad, that's when you see who they really are. The first six months of a relationship is beautiful. But the moment there's a disagreement, that's how, that's when you will see who a person really is. Dan and Trey. Beautiful episode. Positive energy. I learned so much. You have to put positive energy into everything that you do. You have to work so hard and stay positive and stay fun and stay optimistic and just stay stay logical. Everything. You have to have that positive energy energy see the world beyond the world think bigger than you get that tunnel vision know where you're trying to go but keep that positive energy because that is the only way you are going to reach your goal that interview had so much energy into it we stayed on a phone we stayed on the zoom call excuse me for an hour after that just talking i even had to do a bonus feature on youtube because it was just such a powerful interview I would definitely check that out. Definitely, definitely check that out because it was just amazing. I'm not taking away from any of my guests. All of my guests that came onto my show was magnificent. I had got so much value and I'm pretty sure that my listeners and my followers also got value from the conversation. It was just an amazing experience to 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 really make my dream come true with the podcast. I knew from day one what it was that I was trying to do. I knew from day one where it was that I was trying to go with the podcast. Shifted a little bit. It shifted a little bit, but 
I feel like the main objective and the information that I wanted the world to get was executed perfectly. So I want to address a few things to people that are starting their journey or that are on their journey. And it's it's called getting started. So when you're when you're starting a journey or when you're working towards a goal, don't just say it in your head. Don't say it in your head. It's very important. I don't have my um my journal around for the for the ones that's gonna watch this on YouTube. Um I journal and I jot down my plans. I use this app called Canvas and I actually put together a, a plan that's phase by phase and what I'm gonna do to reach my goal. My goal is to have 143 Speaks Foundation, which I want to help the world. I want to help communities. I want to educate community on finances. I want to educate communities on health. I want I want to um, to make sure that communities know about the services that are out there, connecting um, services together. I want to be able to get things from people in the community, donate things to people in the community just to help out because life is hard. Life is hard, and sometimes we need that help. We need that extra help, and we need that 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 holding hand. It's okay to hold somebody's hand sometimes. It's not okay for you to be an enabler. If a person can walk, they can walk right beside you. You don't have to carry them all the time. But I believe that communities struggle. And when I'm talking about communities, I'm talking about low-income minority communities, low-income white communities, low-income black communities. I want to help out as many people out there that I possibly can. My mother, as a single mother, struggled. I seen my mother cry. She may not know this, but I seen my mother cry. I used to listen through her door when she would come home from work, tired, crying. I would listen through her room door when she would be on a conversation, to have a conversation with her family members because she's tired. I want to be that light for people. I really want, because I believe in people. I believe that people can actually reach their highest potential. I really honestly believe that a person that comes from a place where they didn't have the finances that they needed, that was struggling eating, I really believe that they can actually sit up in a skyscraping building, overlooking the water, having this beautiful apartment with good credit and having a good job. And I know that because I have these conversations all the time. Well, you know, some people are just lazy and they don't want to do anything. Is it really lazy? Is it really lazy or is it really, I just don't know. I've come from a generation or I come from a family that didn't expose me to these type of opportunities. I, I I really don't think that, I mean, you know what? Hey, maybe there are people out there that are saying, Hey, you know what? I just rather just live off the system. I don't want to do anything. Maybe, but somewhere in the back of their mind, in their heart, I really just, maybe I'm being naive and, and, and ignorant towards the, the, the thought but I, I just don't see how a person would just rather live off the system and not want to thrive and not want better for themselves. And that's my belief. And maybe that's what's driving me to want to be a positive force towards the type of communities that I want to affect in a positive way. So the first thing, like I said, is when you're, when you're working on a plan and you start your journey, write it down. Well, why are you starting your journey? You should always have that. Why? Why am I starting my journey? Where? Do I want to be at the end of my journey? 
what would be the next step? What would be the next goal after I accomplish my goal? Put timelines on goals. You want a weight loss journey? Okay, I want to lose 10 pounds within a month. I want to lose 10 pounds within two months. Okay, boom, that's your goal. Put down steps on what you're going to do. Oh, I'm going to stick to a 500 um, uh, calorie a day diet. It's fine. Write it down. You cannot just have it here. Write it down. Second thing, once you write it down, put it in a place that you're going to look at every single day. Put it on the mirror, the bathroom window. Um, what I what I like to do is I like to have it on my cell phone. See, being that we're in this tech savvy world now, you're going to look at your cell phone every five minutes, every 10 minutes, every 20 minutes. Have it on your screensaver. So that way, every single time you go into your phone, you're looking at it. And what happens, it starts to um, save itself in your memory bank. Third thing, sketch out time in your day to work on your dreams. You're, wor- you're working a job and making money for somebody else. What are you doing for you? Take the time out of your day. Sketch out the time of your day that you're working on your dream, your dreams. I don't care if you have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, before work, after work, in the middle of work. Make sure that you are dedicating at least two hours a day, seven days a week, no breaks, a day towards your dream. I don't know if you guys heard of um, uh, heard the saying before, but you'll work a full time job and then you'll work on your, your your dream part time. And then what happens is this: your full time job needs to go away, and then your dream is full time. You're gonna be tired. It's not gonna be easy. But if you want it bad enough, you're gonna do the right thing. Take away expectations. And that's the thing that I was telling you guys with the young man. Don't go into business deals expecting anything. You're going in there to pitch an idea that you want somebody else to believe in. You're not convincing anybody to do anything. The only person you need to convince is yourself. Convince that your product or whatever it is that you're trying to sell to somebody is the best product on the face of this earth. You don't need to convince them. All you need to do is to introduce them. Once you introduce them to whatever it is that you're trying to do, then you leave it up to them to try to figure out whether or not they want to be a part of that journey or not. But don't go into places with expectations. It's the same thing with relationships. Stop with all the expectations. People cannot beat people's expectations. They'll come close to it, but it will never be 100%. You will constantly be disappointed. Constantly. So stop with the expectations. It'll make life a lot easier for you, especially during your journey. Be willing to lose. Accept the fact that you are going to lose sometimes. Everybody wants to be a winner. No problem. But when you want to be the winner all the time, you don't prepare for the losses. And that... When you don't prepare for the losses, that's when it knocks you back 20 steps back when you made 30 steps forward. Be prepared to lose. As bad as it sounds, as scary as it sounds, I'm supposed to be motivating you. Understand that you're going to get a lot of no's. Understand that sometimes your plan and your thoughts are going to fail. But the only thing that you can do is keep on moving forward. But always be prepared to lose. We're coming to the end of the podcast. And I want to address a few of the DMs. I actually have it written down. That's why I keep looking over there because I have stuff written down um back there on a um on a wall. But um 
I want to I want to I want to answer these questions in the DM real fast. Um, I like to keep my podcast short, 25, 30 but, um, minutes. But I, I, I really this is this is the last podcast. I'm actually sad and heartbroken that it's ending until September. But I love you guys, man. So I want to get this all out for you guys. So the first DM question is, um, how did I lose weight so fast? Um, the first thing I did was I said to myself, why I'm doing it I'm doing it because one I'm scared to death of 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 dying of a heart attack and I honestly and truly don't want to die at a young age and not spend as much time as I possibly can with my son so that's what started me out in January 2019 on um losing weight um the way I lost weight was honestly just changing the way I ate I incorporated fish meals three times a week everything else was white meat and i would do um uh, red meat once a week so i'll have like a burger but grass-fed um a lot a lot a lot of vegetables a lot of vegetables you got to have a lot of vegetables because what happens with the vegetables is it cleans you out and what i like to do is i like to mix vegetables kale will clean you out i'm telling you that right now if you have a lot of kale it'll clean you out but you have to start with your dieting you can go out there and you can work out all you want but you'll go out and work out sluggish if you're eating bad foods so I changed the way I eat a very, very boring diet. Like I said before, fish, chicken, ground turkey. I will have ground beef once a week, whether or not I'm making meatballs or I'm making that. So it, it was a lot of that. Um, the carbs, I cut down a whole lot. So I don't pile a whole bunch. And I love rice. I don't pile a whole bunch of rice on my plate anymore. I make sure that um, I put very, very little little bit of um a rice there um and the way you can actually beat that because i know it's hard for some people is you just take the rice and mix it into your food mix it into your food and it'll make you hey you know what i got the right amount of rice that i wanted anyway but i, I definitely lowered down on the carbs i did not leave the carbs alone i did try the keto diet um in december no it wasn't december it was actually october of 2019 um it was good Lost a, lost a lot of weight, but your body needs a little bit of carbs in it. It needs a little bit of sugar to break down. It leads because what happens is when you do the keto diet, and that's the reason why you have to take supplements, is your 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 body starts to get weak. It's okay to have the carbs, people. Very, very minimum. And you don't have to have carbs with every single meal. I would say, number one, stay away from bread if you can. Or if you have to have bread, have um some wheat bread, but very, 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 very little bit of carbs. Carbs. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And the best time to have carbs, in all honesty, is in the morning because your body's gonna be burning throughout the day as you're moving around. So um, that's how I pretty much um, started to to lose weight. Is that first changed my diet, and then I would do running. So I don't run every single day. I normally run Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. My days off of running, I'll um, work out or I'll just go for walks. So um, put yourself on a plan. Um, put yourself on, get a scale if you don't, because that was one of the biggest things with me is I never knew what my weight was. Only time I would um, weigh myself is when I would go up to visit my mother um, up north. So um, definitely get a scale and set goals, you know, timelines. Hey, um, I would like to lose a certain amount of weight at this, you know, within this time I would like to use, you know, don't just, if your goal is you want to lose a hundred pounds, then you should have goals in between that. So week month one, I want to lose 10 week two. I want to lose 20, you know, I mean, month two, I want to lose 20 like that, but be consistent, be consistent. Give yourself treat meals, not cheat days, treat meals so on friday night 
Whatever I want to eat for dinner is whatever I want to eat for dinner. I'm going to eat for dinner. Now, I know if I have a cookout or something like that to go to, like on a Saturday, then my treat meal will be during the cookout. Another thing is, if you're a drinker and you like to drink um, alcohol, cut it. You need to cut it. Cut the alcohol out. The alcohol sits at the bottom of your stomach for a very, very, very long time. This is the reason why you have hangover, people. Cut it. If you do want to drink when you go out and you want a social drink, that's fine. Um, I would try to drink like a gin and tonic, something with salsa water, less um, calories, cranberry juice, maybe vodka. But um, that's what I do now. I I cut out the drinking. um, And if I do drink, it's going to be like a salsa water, hard salsa water or something like that because it has um, low carbs. And stick yourself to a You don't got to be out there pissy drunk. You don't got to come out stumbling and all that other stuff. Just have a drink, get the buzz, and and, and that's pretty much it if you want to be social and have a good time. Next DM question. I know we're running out of time. Um, is how do I balance my time? I am terrible with time management. For those of you guys that don't know, I was um, getting my master. I actually got my master's in public administration. So I was going to school. I was actually doing work with um, the Aim High Empowerment Institute. I was actually um, trying to build 143 Speaks Foundation at the same time working a full-time job. Um, I haven't mastered that yet. Honestly and truly, I haven't mastered... Um, time yet and being um, disciplined with with time I'm, I'm scatterbrained so I can work on two projects at one time sometimes um, and it's very overwhelming and very stressful I can tell you that so I kind of wish in a sense that I was able to um, to be better at time management so um, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you I mastered that I'm, I'm still working on it um, another question that I have up there um, that I seen in my DM is, um, let me see here. Why did I get my master's in public administration? Well, there was a few reasons for those of y'all that don't know. In public administration, you learn how you learn about nonprofits. I've always been interested in opening up a nonprofit, but you also learn about politics, um, how to write grants, how to write proposals. Um, there's a lot of business um, that comes into it too, budgeting and things of that nature. So I felt like it was a well-rounded degree in the direction that I'm trying to go to, trying to go um, that I'm trying to get into. So um, that's why I, I I chose to get my master's in public administration. Um, I can't even read my own handwriting, man. This is ridiculous. Um, oh, so this was, this is, it's funny that this question actually came up is how do I feel around smarter people, people that I feel that are smarter than me. And I think that that question came up because somebody actually listened to one of my earlier, um, podcasts. I used to be intimidated by being around people that were smarter than me. I used to be intimidated by people that I felt were more powerful, um, didn't me that intimidation I would say definitely went down um, lower I feel like I can navigate myself through any arena that I get into um, I I don't look at myself and I don't think that it's healthy for you to always look at yourself as being the smartest per- person in the room I think that you can always learn from other people so I would say the intimidation factor of around me being around people that I feel is smarter than me has definitely gone down. I do have my moments where I'll hear somebody speak well or seem like they're very educated in a particular subject that I'm not. And I just and I'm just sitting there like, damn, dumb. I can't I don't understand what the heck is going on. Um, but one thing I can tell you about that is that you can master anything that you want as long as you are ready as long as you are willing to research the information and study the information. So the same way you could look at somebody else going out there and articulating themselves in a, um, in a, in a, in a very good way, or they are very um, 
educated in a particular subject, you can do the same thing too. You just have to do the research, study it, and learn the language. And I guarantee you, the intimidation that you're feeling when you're around people that are supposed to be so-called smarter than you, you'll be able to sit down and, and, and have regular conversations with them and you won't feel so intimidated. Uh, intimidated. Last question. What? What is it? Wait, what? Oh, okay. How do you know when you're making progress? The way you know that you're making progress is when you're starting to check off those boxes on the goals that you've written down. Okay, check one, this is done. Check two, this is done. Know that the goals that you set <clears throat> may have to be shifted sometimes, but just know what the main purpose is <clears throat> of you trying to reach that goal is being met. Excuse me for a second. Is um is being met. I gotta drink a little bit of water in my throat. The allergies this year is just ridiculous. I don't know if anybody else is going through, but it's honestly ridiculous. But yeah, you'll know that you're making progress. You should always be feeling good during your journey, during your work. You should always be feeling excited. That's when you know you're making progress. The main way that you know that you're making progress is through you changing this. That you're going through so many experiences and learning so many things that your mind is starting to think differently. And that's how you know that you are making progress. World family, it has been an honor, a privilege, a pleasure to have been able to start Journey of the Mindset, to been to have been able to make 15 strong episodes with a lot of information in it. I love all of my 143 Speak followers. I love all of my Journey of the Mindset followers and listeners. I hope that you guys continue to support during my journey within the next month and a half or so, I have a few things that I'm, I'm going to be doing. Still working on little minor projects, but a few things that I'm going to be doing to recenter myself, to get myself back in order. Hiking, more meditation, writing, trying to finish off a book that I've been writing for the last 10 years that I haven't even opened up my laptop and went into that file. Um, just more so focusing on the healing of this. So that way, when I come back, I can come back strong and create quality material, quality things, quality platforms that can actually bring value to people's lives. Journey of the Mindset comes back September strong. Until next time, world family, I love each and every one of you. Show some love and support. Go on to YouTube at 143 Speaks, press subscribe, notification, like, don't like, but whatever you do, the only way this works is by you showing support. Subscribe to the to the Journey of the Mindset podcast, subscribe to YouTube, show some love on my DMs, press likes. I, I, this community of followers that I have are the most positive and vibrant people that I've ever interacted with and a lot of you I've never even met before but I just want to say I appreciate y'all so so much and I love y'all until next time world family stay safe keep loving your heart peace